So, here is an awesome example of mental health stigma and a lack of understanding. Something that I've rarely shared. So, today I've had a struggle. Now, certain friends say, no problem Simon, I'm here if you need me. Other friends, oh, I'm struggling today. Reply, cheer up. Cheer up. Like, take a pill and it'll all go away. Um, okay. <clears throat> Let's be composed myself. So if someone's leg was snapped in half, I would say, well, just walk around then. No, I wouldn't. I would try and understand that it was a little bit more difficult than that and a little bit harder. And actually, it's words like this that I hear and other people on here who have mental health struggles will hear it. Maybe sometimes friends believe they are being well-meaning, but <laughs> cheer up when it's a biological or psychological long-term condition. If I could just cheer up, then... I absolutely would be absolutely fine. <laughs> um, yeah. I have another anchor tip. And it's about authenticity. But about pouring your heart out. Now I can hear with some people they maybe fear. You know, talk, discussing things like mental health issues in their life. All, all kind of things and thinking, oh, should I do that? Maybe I shouldn't kind of thing. I'd suggest that real, raw, uncut on here absolutely works. There's a place for business. There's a place for being very professional. Not that it's unprofessional to discuss your own life because it is your own life. My suggestion is engagement actually comes when people buy into people, when people hear real people, when people hear people, I don't know, upset. They want to reach out when they hear in your voice, when they hear the passion. When I hear passion in people, I want to engage with them. I want to listen to them. I really don't want to hear monotone, you know, the same thing over and over and over again. I like to hear difference. I like to hear opinion, but done in a helpful, supportive, caring way. I think for the first time this week, I saw one of the first real down sides to anchor well apart from obviously I've heard of some bullying but I haven't seen it um, I've seen a little bit of what could be seen as racism um, but um, it's to do with I guess sort of maybe judgment or possibly jumping to conclusions and on social media what's interesting is when one person posts a suggestion about a station or a platform or a person, often there can be like a sheep following, even on Anchor already, where there will be assumptions that absolutely what the person has said must be true and must, and must be followed. I've seen a lot of sheep syndrome, as I call it, across um, social media, where people, for instance, read the media and will make assumptions that it must be true without actually thinking for themselves or going with their own thoughts or thinking alone. Um, I think I have actually been there in the past, just jumped to conclusions about somebody without actually asking the person or following another person without actually questioning myself. I think the great thing is when you have self-worth, <laughs> you try not to judge anyway, number one, or you don't get involved, number two, or you go privately to the person. Um, and absolutely on here, there's no right, no wrong, no judgment. People will <clears throat> do and deal with things in a way that they see fit. I would probably rather, on the platform I anchor, see people go privately 
and ask questions and deal with things and ask questions probably before things sort of become public. And I've seen um, <clears throat> people then having to defend from other people, which um, which is a shame because, again, if it would have been done privately, probably there'd have been a discussion. And as it works out now, things are not as they seem actually anyway, which is interesting because if the person had have gone direct to the other person, then probably they would have had a different view and it would not have started what actually looks, which is strange because I see some people on here discuss bullying, um, but in turn it could be perceived that they are actually bullying themselves. So it's intriguing how things can be perceived from afar with people. So maybe it's better to stand back for a few minutes and think of your own beliefs rather than other people's beliefs. Um, I guess it can be easy sometimes on social media, maybe if you don't have a following or have lower self-worth, perhaps, or struggles to follow the crowd, to stand out and agree with everybody. Um, personally, I have my own thinkings, my own feelings, and prefer to stand back and think my own things about people and places and things. And it's great sometimes to stand alone and make your own thoughts and thought processes and then I would go and ask the person direct and then find out actually and have a discussion with them and obviously if it was probably if it's something that may destroy a whole community then maybe it's good to go to anchor it's such an interesting thing to be able to come like me from a place of darkness where you would probably attack people want to pull them down and be in such a negative place and then when you actually move to that place of strength you come from love and every, you want everything to come from a good place from a positive place you want to up applaud people and help them rise and things like that the interesting thing i've seen on this platform is or on other social media platform is as your strength goes up and your love goes up people who are um, I will say struggling in life can start to, for some reason, they will look up. Now I look at everybody sideways. I look at everybody as an equal, whichever place they are in. So on this platform, I am better than nobody. I'm only better than myself. I'm only trying to better myself and be a better person. Some people in difficult places, as your worth grows, say on a social media platform, then people come along to attack and what I mean by attack is uh, make judgment, make sarcastic comments, generally, you know, try to dismiss and pull a person down. And it's interesting to be able to sit back and actually now see what happens, especially from those that may, for instance, say that they are inspiring people or assisting people with social media or even sometimes when I see therapists who you can see that themselves, for instance, are not coming from the greatest place for whatever reason. It's um, the ability to be able to stand back and actually see what's happening, to be able to see the people who, you know, take and take and take and take and draw from other people, that kind of thing. It's uh, It's been quite an interesting thing to be able to stand back and watch and monitor, especially in a small community. And it's absolutely fine at the end of the day. It's a test. For me, it's great. It's, um, it, it's, a, it's a test of how far I have come that, uh, to not react, to keep continuing to send people love and to deal with them in a positive way rather than the old way of wanting to get into argument or discussion or come from a negative place. Some people don't understand that attitude of people of worth to want to do good with people who are wanting to hurt them or wanting to dismiss them or wanting to bring them down kind of thing. Now, in my world now, I don't understand the need to bring somebody down or to hurt somebody. Um, it really is not on an agenda. I have absolutely no desire to hurt anybody or bring somebody down because that sounds painful and it doesn't um, 
So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's great to be able to pop back and um, from a, I don't know, like a psychological and personal point of view, to be able to see how far somebody has progressed, see how far I have progressed and actually see the community. It's such an interesting thing to be able to come like me from a place of darkness where you would probably attack people, want to pull them down and be in such a negative place. And then when you actually move to that place of strength, you come from love and you want everything to come from a good place, from a positive place. You want to up applaud people and help them rise and things like that. The interesting thing I've seen on this platform is, or on other social media platform is, as your strength goes up and your love goes up, people who are, um, I will say, struggling in life can start to, for some reason, they will look up. Now, I look at everybody sideways. I look at everybody as an equal, whichever place they are in. So on this platform, I am better than nobody. I'm only better than myself. I'm only trying to better myself and be a better person. Some people in difficult places, as your worth grows, say on a social media platform, then people come along to attack. And what I mean by attack is uh, make judgment, make sarcastic comments, generally, you know, try to dismiss and pull a person down. And it's interesting to be able to sit back and actually now see what happens, especially from those that may, for instance, say that they are inspiring people or assisting people with social media or even sometimes when I see therapists who you can see that for themselves for instance are not coming from the greatest place for whatever reason it's um, the ability to be able to stand back and actually see what's happening to be able to see the people who you know take and take and take and take and draw from other people that kind of thing. It's uh, It's been quite an interesting thing to be able to stand back and watch and monitor, especially in a small community. And it's absolutely fine at the end of the day. It's a test. For me, it's great. It's, um, it, it's, a, it's a test of how far I have come that uh, to not react, to keep continuing to send people love and to deal with them in a positive way rather than the old way of wanting to get into argument or discussion or come from a negative place. Some people don't understand that attitude of people of worth to want to do good with people who are wanting to hurt them or wanting to dismiss them or wanting to bring them down kind of thing. Now, in my world now, I don't understand the need to bring somebody down or to hurt somebody. Um, it really is not on an agenda I have absolutely no desire to hurt anybody or bring somebody down because that sounds painful and it doesn't. Um, <clears throat> so, um, yeah, it's uh, it's great to be able to pop back and um, from a, I don't know, like a psychological and personal point of view, to be able to see how far somebody has progressed, see how far I have progressed and actually see the community. I learnt a couple of years ago that what it's the big universe and the universe hears what you say. Now people can believe or disbelieve that's absolutely fine but the way I've been taught by my therapist was my thoughts inside go out to the world. What I say in posts and things like that go out to the world and they come back. So it would go that if you put negativity out there it's what you will receive. It would be no coincidence that people may attack you, people may shout you down, negative people may arrive in your life, absolutely no coincidence. The opposite said that if you put positive things out there, share love, support people, etc., then that will come back. However, there is the push that some people who struggle to get to that positive place will see you as well and will maybe want to, we call it, grabbing onto the coattails. But um, there are a number of people on here I know who are strong, regardless of what's happening, they're strong. They keep sending out the positivity to the universe and it comes back so it's not a tip it's more a life affirmation and skill
when I am myself, most authentically myself, free of self-hatred, free of self-judgment, then I am also my most revolutionary. It takes vulnerability to be yourself. And it takes vulnerability to find strength in your own, your own identity. But to me, vulnerability, authenticity, and power go hand in hand in hand. When I am most authentically myself, I am also the self that people are more easily able to connect to. And I also happen to be the best version of myself that happens to create the most controversy. <laughs> and at the end of the day, isn't that kind of how we connect to other human beings? Through our authenticity and through our vulnerability? And isn't that how we can actually transcend these barriers that we've constructed, you know? These barriers of race and gender, which you know they actually aren't real, but they're real to us now, so we have to figure out how to deal with them. Can't we transcend those barriers through vulnerability? Now, I'm not saying that we all have to hold hands and sing kumbaya and everything's going to be okay. I mean, I never want to invalidate the anger of oppressed groups because it's always valid. But I'm saying that there's a lot of strength in vulnerability. I'm saying that oftentimes vulnerability is our strength. Authenticity is our strength. My hope for the future is that if we continue promoting this sort of authenticity and self-love and pride, if we continue dismantling these negative Eurocentric beauty standards, and if we continue making sure and demanding that we have a space in media and we have representation, then in the future, little black girls who grew up hating their hair actually won't hate it in the first place and that they won't have anything to unlearn, that they won't have to find themselves again after this time of, of challenging trial and error. So to me, authenticity as activism is a base. It's the core of who I am as an activist. And if I didn't have this core, I wouldn't be able to do anything else. Hi, YouTubers. I'm excited to give you an update about our own YouTube channel. Now you can find new videos every day. They're the kind of videos that will make you look at life differently. They may even make you laugh a little bit. Who doesn't need a daily dose of that? So here's just a taste of some of what you'll see. Subscribe to the own channel today, and we'll see you on YouTube. You know, one of the things as a leader that you can really build a company around is trust, authenticity. You demonstrating every day that you are who you say you are. The day you, you say one thing and do something else, you lose the whole trust of the organization. Let me give you an example. Let's assume you say quality is important we need to have drive quality in our company. And you take Mort. Mort's one year from retirement. And you say to Mort, okay, I like him in, in quality. And the organization's looking at you saying, gee, he picked Mort. Mort stinks. Mort's dying on the vine here. And he puts Mort in charge of the whole important thing he said. You've lost all your authenticity and all your trust. You say, we're going to do this if we win in the marketplace. We're going to go to Hawaii for 10 days or something else, and you don't deliver. You don't deliver. You, you, you skimp back. We only take 60 people, not 80. Anything you do that breaks what you do and what you say, cuts that bond, kills you. You're out of business. Every time you make a statement that something's important, you have to match it up with a personnel move. 
And the day you miss that connection, you lose the trust of the organization. The day you say, we treat people with dignity, and you publicly fire somebody, not for an integrity violation, which they should be publicly fired for, but performance. And you don't treat them well on the way out. And you and everyone knows you were a, a skunk. You didn't appraise them. You didn't treat them well. They didn't know where they stood. They all know that. Remember, everybody in the organization, in your organization, I don't know whether you got 60 or you 60, they all know everything that's going on before you. You walk to work every day knowing you're the last person to know what's going on in the politics of the place, etc. And so every time you do something that isn't decent, that isn't good, that doesn't match what you say, you lose a chip of trust. And eventually, you lose that whole bond of trust that you need to be a good leader. I'm not very well today, but I just want to put this out there, this little morsel. I share segments for free because I enjoy it, because I enjoy helping seeing other people advance. Just putting that out there. Time for some evening musings. It's coming up to nine o'clock in the UK. I was just thinking earlier today about how welcoming this community has been to me and to other people. But then I was thinking about my purpose. What's my purpose on here? Well, it starts with me. It starts with number one. It starts with myself. Repairing myself. Doing good for myself. And I guess the output can be that it could help other people. My passion mainly being reducing stigma around mental health. Educating with correct and factual information around mental health. And supporting other people who have mental health. And supporting my own mental health. I have no desire to be a number one because I am number one for myself. I have no huge desire to be top 20 or top of the 20, <laughs> number one. Uh, I do have a desire to reach as many people as possible because it is known that when it comes to mental health and stigma and education, the more people you get to, the more people that may understand, the more people that may engage. You've only got to ask Gary over at Motorspit who is already engaging people in motorsport who may never have even listened. That proves that it's, it's worthy. I'm doing exactly the same thing with mental health as a passion, as somebody who has mental health troubles every single day, sharing stories, information and words that may help and support other people. So first and foremost, I'm here for myself. I then share other things on here that may help other people, especially people who I regard as friends and then people who are doing similar to me. It's an unselfish act. I absolutely <laughs> do not need to put a title of number one, best, expert, best in field, because my worth comes from within. But if people want to give me that worth, if people want to suggest and call me nice things, that's awesome because it comes from them. But I have no requirement to ask. I have no requirement to be the best. Apart from being the best in my own life, the best person that I can be, the best loving person that I can be, the more uh, I can get to a better place, the better things I can share, the more positive things I can share, the more good that I can share. Hence, everything I do on Anchor and on any social media starts within, starts from me, for me, and then for other people. When you get to that place and you start to have that self-worth, you truly do not concern yourself with what others think, with attacks, with gossip, with all sorts of things, because you know who you are. And the people that know you know who you are. The self-worth stands out. 
the end of the day. The positivity stands out. All you need to do in essence on here is be yourself, be authentic, and it will work. There's a couple of billion people in the world. Somebody will like you. Somebody will, you know, link up to you. Somebody will want to talk to you. All you need to do is concentrate on yourself, your own actions, your own authenticity. When I am myself, most authentically myself, free of self-hatred, free of self-judgment, then I am also my most revolutionary. It takes vulnerability to be yourself. And it takes vulnerability to find strength in your own, your own identity. But to me, vulnerability, authenticity, and power go hand in hand in hand. When I am most authentically myself, I am also the self that people are more easily able to connect to. And I also happen to be the best version of myself that happens to create the most controversy. <laughs> and at the end of the day, isn't that kind of how we connect to other human beings? Through our authenticity and through our vulnerability? And isn't that how we can actually transcend these barriers that we've constructed, you know, these barriers of race and gender, which, you know, they actually aren't real, but they're real to us now, so we have to figure out how to deal with them. Can't we transcend those barriers through vulnerability? Now, I'm not saying that we all have to hold hands and sing kumbaya and everything's going to be okay. I mean, I never want to invalidate the anger of oppressed groups because it's always valid. But... I'm saying that there's a lot of strength in vulnerability. I'm saying that oftentimes vulnerability is our strength. Authenticity is our strength. My hope for the future is that if we continue promoting this sort of authenticity and self-love and pride, if we continue dismantling these negative Eurocentric beauty standards, and if we continue making sure and demanding that we have a space in media and we have representation, then in the future, little black girls who grew up hating their hair actually won't hate it in the first place. And that they won't have anything to unlearn. That they won't have to find themselves again after this time of, of challenging trial and error. So to me, authenticity as activism is a base. It's the core of who I am as an activist. And if I didn't have this core, I wouldn't be able to do anything else. Hi, YouTubers. I'm excited to give you an update about our own YouTube channel. Now you can find new videos every day. They're the kind of videos that will make you look at life differently. They may even make you laugh a little bit. Who doesn't need a daily dose of that? So here's just a taste of some of what you'll see. Subscribe to the OWN channel today, and we'll see you on YouTube. Hey, Simon. Yes, I totally agree. Exactly um, as you put it. It's it's kind of, yeah, you're not on, you are on the phone, but you're not. You just feel like you're talking to somebody. And these people you've never even met. And it's so great. I think that Anchor should rename itself Chimwag or something like that. Um, I mean, when you put your call into my station, um, I was on myself on the way back from the shop. And nothing speaks. You know, all these salespeople have gone about Alvarigans. And, you know, just telling you you need to do this, you need to do that. I was on my way back from a shop. And I got a call in from somebody I've never met. And I feel like I could connect with and nothing speaks algorithms more than two pints of milk, a pasty and a flapjack that I just bought. I hope you enjoy your, uh, your day and um, I will definitely be uh, listening to you. Cheers. You know, one of the things as a leader that you can really build a company around is trust. Authenticity you demonstrating every day that you are who you say you are. The day you, you say one thing and do something else, 
you lose the whole trust of the organization. Let me give you an example. Let's assume you say quality is important. We need to have drive quality in our company. And you take Mort. Mort's up one year from retirement. And you say to Mort, okay, I like him in, in quality. And the organization's looking at you saying, gee, he picked Mort. Mort stinks. Mort's dying on the vine here. And he puts Mort in charge of the whole important thing he said. You've lost all your authenticity and all your trust. You say, we're going to do this if we win in the marketplace. We're going to go to Hawaii for 10 days or something else, and you don't deliver. You don't deliver. You, you, you skimp back. We only take 60 people, not 80. Anything you do that breaks what you do and what you say, cuts that bond, kills you. You're out of business. Every time you make a statement that something's important, you have to match it up with a personnel move. And the day you miss that connection, you lose the trust of the organization. The day you say, we treat people with dignity, and you publicly fire somebody, not for an integrity violation, which they should be publicly fired for, but performance. And you don't treat them well on the way out. And, you, and everyone knows you were a, a skunk. You didn't appraise them. You didn't treat them well. They didn't know where they stood. They all know that. Remember, everybody in the organization, in your organization, I don't know whether you get 60, you know, 60, they all know everything that's going on before you. You walk to work every day knowing you're the last person to know what's going on in the politics of the place, etc. And so every time you do something, that isn't decent, that isn't good, that doesn't match what you say, you lose a chip of trust. And eventually, you lose that whole bond of trust that you need to be a good leader. I learned a couple of years ago that what it's the big universe, and the universe hears what you say. Now, people can believe or disbelieve, that's absolutely fine, but the way I've been taught by my therapist was my thoughts inside go out to the world. What I say in posts and things like that go out to the world and they come back. So, it would go that if you put negativity out there, it's what you will receive. It would be no coincidence that people may attack you, people may shout you down, negative people may arrive in your life, absolutely no coincidence. The opposite said that if you put positive things out there, share love, support people, etc., then that will come back. However, there is the push that some people who struggle to get to that positive place will see you as well and will maybe want to, we call it, grabbing onto the coattails. But um, there are a number of people on here I know who are strong, regardless of what's happening, they're strong. They keep sending out the positivity to the universe and it comes back. So it's not a tip, it's more of life affirmation and skill. Uh, we were just talking about the, 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 the issue of developing an authentic self. It's really a lifetime process though, isn't it? It really is. I, I want people to know it really isn't an adult destination. It's not like I'm going to get educated and grow up and get married and then I'm going to be authentic. It really starts at a very young age where you know, we use the I used the example before of coloring outside the lines. It actually starts at that point when a kid starts expressing themselves in some way. Right. They start expressing themselves, usually it's through like song and dancing around and coloring. Th those are the first things you and do. Remember, that's why I was so irritated. Remember a couple weeks ago, the guy who was yelling at his daughter and he yelled at her for coloring outside the lines. And I'm <clears> like, <throat> well, I'm kind of thinking that's what you want. <laughs> As a child who's going to color outside the lines. Yeah, and, and it's, and if you make them do that, then what happens is a, a, they flip a switch in their mind, they flip a switch in their spirit Correct. that says conform, conform, comply. And so here is drawn for me what I am to do. And they'll never discover. 
Because, you know, it might start just with a bunch of scribbling outside the lines, and then pretty soon you notice that this started to take shape, and then all of a sudden they're drawing their own lines and their own pictures, and it just happens in their life. I mean, it's an amazing process, and you, you have to give them the canvas to draw on. You, you can't just say, here's what to do, and here's how to do it. Hi, YouTubers. I'm excited to give you an update about our own YouTube channel. Now you can find new videos every day. They're the kind of videos that will make you look at life differently. They may even make you laugh a little bit. Subscribe to the OWN channel today, and we'll see you on YouTube. So I have one more thing, one more exercise that your students, that your viewers can try. This is, I think, one of the most useful psychological exercises that anyone can ever do. So start with the assumption that many of the things that you say and think aren't yours and that you don't believe them. They're just things that you've picked up for one reason or another as you've walked through life and you brandish them like, like, like markers of your status. But they're not really you because what's really you is hard to figure out. So you have to start from that assumption. Then start listening to what you say and, and feeling what you say as well. And, and here's the rule. It's a very simple thing to try. Pay attention to whether what you're saying makes you feel stronger or weaker. If it makes you feel stronger, then you can keep saying it. But if it makes you feel weaker, then you should stop saying it. Stop saying it right away. And see if you can reformulate your words so that when you restate them, that feeling of integrity and strength reappears. And you can feel it really down the middle of your body. And because... What happens if you're saying something that is untrue is that you dissociate to some degree because part of you agrees with it and part of you doesn't. It's like you're splitting your psyche. Like a cognitive dissonance. It's cognitive, yes. It's very much like cognitive dissonance. And so, but if you pay very close attention to what you say, you can feel yourself coming into alignment if you get the words right. And then when you're in alignment like that, you're centered in your being. And the thing about being centered in your being is that if you're centered in your being, you can withstand suffering without becoming corrupted. And that's what people want when people say they want a meaningful life. That's what they mean. They mean, I want to be somewhere where I can stand powerfully and withstand the onslaught of life with its deaths and its tragedies and, and all of the things that are associated with it. And you can learn to speak from the bottom of your soul. And if you do that, there's nothing better than that. I learned a couple of years ago that what's it's the big universe and the universe hears what you say. Now, people can believe or disbelieve, that's absolutely fine, but the way I've been taught by my therapist was, my thoughts inside go out to the world. What I say in posts and things like that go out to the world and they come back. So, it would go that if you put negativity out there, it's what you will receive. It would be no coincidence that people may attack you, people may shout you down, Negative people may arrive in your life, absolutely no coincidence. The opposite said that if you put positive things out there, share love, support people, etc., then that will come back. However, there is the push that some people who struggle to get to that positive place will see you as well and will maybe want to, we call it, grabbing onto the coattails. But um, there are a number of people on here I know who are strong, regardless of what's happening, they're strong. They keep sending out the positivity to the universe and it comes back. So it's not a tip, it's more a life affirmation and skill. When I am myself, most authentically myself, free of self-hatred, free of self-judgment, then I am also my most revolutionary. It takes vulnerability to be yourself. And it takes vulnerability to find strength in your own, your own identity. But to me, Vulnerability, authenticity, and power go hand in hand in hand. When I am most authentically myself, I am also the self that people are more easily able to connect to. And I also happen to be the best version of myself that happens to create the most controversy. <laughs> and at the end of the day, isn't that kind of how we connect to other human beings? Through our authenticity and through our vulnerability? And isn't that how we can actually transcend these barriers that we've constructed, you know? These barriers of race 
and gender, which you know they actually aren't real, but they're real to us now, so we have to figure out how to deal with them. Can't we transcend those barriers through vulnerability? And I'm not saying that we all have to hold hands and sing kumbaya and everything's going to be okay. I mean, I never want to invalidate the anger of oppressed groups because it's always valid. But I'm saying that there's a lot of strength in vulnerability. I'm saying that oftentimes vulnerability is our strength. Authenticity is our strength. My hope for the future is that if we continue promoting this sort of authenticity and self-love and pride, if we continue dismantling these negative Eurocentric beauty standards, and if we continue making sure and demanding that we have a space in media and we have representation, then in the future, little black girls who grew up hating their hair actually won't hate it in the first place. And that they won't have anything to unlearn. That they won't have to find themselves again after this time of, of challenging trial and error. So to me, authenticity as activism is a base. It's the core of who I am as an activist. And if I didn't have this core, I wouldn't be able to do anything else. Hi, YouTubers. I'm excited to give you an update about our own YouTube channel. Now you can find new videos every day. They're the kind of videos that will make you look at life differently. They may even make you laugh a little bit. Who doesn't need a daily dose of that? So here's just a taste of some of what you'll see. Subscribe to the own channel today, and we'll see you on YouTube. There are some absolutely very kind people on here who will go out of their way to support other people, will spend, in fact, more time helping people than helping themselves. As in life, there are givers and there are takers. It helps to have built-in boundaries. Try not to give too much and remember about yourself first. Absolutely, I share people's things until it comes to a point where I can see that there is absolutely nothing. Now, I don't need anything in return. I don't need a thank you. I don't need a shout out. You just know. You, you know that people are appreciative and you know the people that come on. They do their thing. They go away. And that's how some people are. No judgment with that. But just remember, when you're giving yourself away, sometimes it takes a little bit of assertiveness and a little bit of self-worth and a little bit of healthy boundaries to turn around and say, no, you're here or you're there for yourself. You're there to help yourself, support yourself and promote your own passions. Absolutely support other people, but not to the detriment of yourself and your health. Social media can be an awesome place to find support, I guess, when things are good. But then there are the times when, when you are struggling. If like me, when you're struggling, sometimes my, my struggles can come I guess into my social media um, and I, I absolutely accept that it can be good to show that raw emotion and things like that my choice is that I tend to step back from social media I tend to um, yeah take some time it's like uh, not feeling anger but when when the heightened heightened state goes up and you can feel a little bit upset and things like that I tend to turn the phone off, come back, I have built-in boundaries that state these things are not worth it, you know, and it's not worth, I don't know, snapping or whatever towards somebody else when you are struggling. So I just pull back off for however long it takes and then come back on in a, with much more clarity. It's the same way if you want to write a post. When you write a post or you write a post or a comment or you do a call-in or you... Um, record a segment it's worth thinking about where you're at where you are at at that time as in uh, you know are you again are you coming from a good place are you in a happy mood you're in a good mood uh, again authenticity there's a probably a line isn't there of authenticity as in 
do you, do you, you know, truly show um, where you're at at that time, especially if it's related to mental health, or do you, again, wait and be a bit more composed? I try to try and find the balance between having some composure so that I can still get a message out there rather than coming on and just babbling. As, as ever with these things, there's no, never no right or wrong with it, but I guess it depends the, the message that you want to put out to people or what you want them to recognise. But always probably worthwhile just thinking, am I in the right space? And, and again, not feeling guilt. I see so many people on Aeroseal who uh, seem to feel guilt towards, oh, you know, I'm sorry I've just not replied, I'm sorry I've had time off. Well, you only need to respond to yourself. Um, Anchor is not a paid job, hopefully. And you owe nothing to anybody but yourself. And your own self-worth, your own self-love. Look after yourself, then you can maybe be there for others. I look after myself and do with myself, then potentially I'm there for other people. If not, I'm not. Hi, I'm Tana Hammondsley and I'm the CEO and founder of Authentic Leadership Global. I often get asked, what is authenticity? You know, it's a term that's being used widely around the world right now um, in, in many ways, uh, in psychology, in business, uh, even down to trying to describe new products. And I think of it as um, an expansion of the use of the term because it's something that is so important to people that they're taking the time to try to include it in how they're articulating what they do and what is important to them and how they want to be in the world. What does it mean? Let me give you an example to try to explain authenticity. Uh, imagine that you're going about your busy day and either an employee or your daughter or your son or a friend or significant other gives you a call on your phone and uh, wants to have a few minutes of your time. They've had something that's happened that's really important to them. Uh, and you have a lot going on. You've, you're, you're busy, you're frustrated, you're impatient, and that experience can be... Um, can go either one of two ways. One uh, is that you continue multitasking, your mind is on other things. The other person gets off the phone um, feeling a bit down and that they haven't really been heard. The second way is that you practice awareness, that you notice in the moment what is going on for you. Oh, I'm getting frustrated. I can uh, see that. I can feel my body kind of constricting. Uh, and that I can slow down and deepen my breathing, just relax a minute take a moment and just pause. And then I can get really curious about the other person and what is up for them and take the time to be present with them uh, and to understand what is on their plates. Uh, the way that that's experienced by the other person as you take the time to make them the most important thing that's going on for you is very different than what it would be like in the first example where you're not able to notice what's going on for you and to override the impatience and the frustration. Authenticity is an active practice of being able to override the unhelpful aspects of personality or ego, the unhelpful thoughts that occur naturally within our minds, in order to be guided by our inner GPS and who we are at our best, who we are at our, as our best self in terms of our values and our deeply held beliefs, in terms of our vision for our life and our principles for how we want to live and lead in the world. When we have that personal clarity and that information, we can make choices where we um, choose to do the ethical and right thing in more of the moments each day. And to be self-compassionate as well on the days when things don't go quite the way that we would like to, them to go. After all, we are human and uh, it's important to be kind to ourselves as well as kind to others. That's authenticity as well. If you'd like more information about authenticity, please check out our blog at www.leadauthentic.com and join our community. We'd love to get to know you and to support you on your journey. I think for the first time this week, I saw one of the first real down sides to anchor. Well, apart from, obviously, I've heard of some bullying, but I haven't seen it. Um, I've seen a little bit of what could be seen as racism. Um, but um, it's to do with, I guess, 
sort of maybe judgment or possibly jumping to conclusions and on social media what's interesting is when one person posts a suggestion about a station or a platform or a person often there can be like a sheep following even on anchor already where there will be assumptions that absolutely what the person has said must be true and must and must be followed i've seen a lot of sheep syndrome as i call it across um, social media where people for instance read the media and will make assumptions that it must be true without actually thinking for themselves or going with their own thoughts or thinking alone um, i think i have actually been there in the past just jump to conclusions about somebody without actually asking the person or following another person without actually questioning myself i think the great thing is when you have self-worth you try not to judge anyway number one or you don't get involved number two or you go privately to the person um and absolutely on here there's no right no wrong no judgment people will <clears throat> do and deal with things in a way that they see fit i would probably rather on the platform i anchor see people go privately and ask questions and deal with things and ask questions probably before things sort of become public and i've seen um <clears throat> people then having to defend from other people which um which is a shame because again if it would have been done privately probably there'd have been a discussion and as it works out now things are not as they seem actually anyway which is interesting because if the person had have gone direct to the other person then probably they would have had a different view and it would not have started what actually looks which is strange because i see some people on here discuss bullying um but in turn it could be perceived that they are actually bullying themselves so it's intriguing how things can be perceived from afar with people so maybe it's better to stand back for a few minutes and think of your own beliefs rather than other people's beliefs um i guess it can be easy sometimes on social media maybe if you don't have a following or have lower self-worth perhaps or struggles to follow the crowd to stand out and agree with everybody um personally i have my own thinkings my own feelings and prefer to stand back and think my own things about people and places and things and it's great sometimes to stand alone and make your own thoughts and thought processes and then i would go and ask the person direct and then find out actually and have a discussion with them and obviously if it was probably if it's something that may destroy a whole community then maybe it's good to go to anchor Imagine there was an initiative based solely on human communication. The need for translation is evident. The minds are intelligent, but there still is a stigma. It doesn't matter how smart you are, how long or what you studied. It doesn't matter if you're an introvert or extrovert with lots of friends and buddies. It doesn't matter if you're strong physically or even mentally because that can always change. Sometimes it's a chemical imbalance and that doesn't make it strange. Sometimes it's a tragic event that pushes you to the brink. Sometimes you can no longer get rid of it by getting out on the rink. Sometimes this cloud that follows you around allows no sunlight in. It almost acts as a barrier between you and any joy in life and you feel like you can never win. At the very least, this cloud of mental illness is following someone close to you. So take a second and let's step into their shoes. Imagine you wake up in the morning and for a split second you feel fine and the images flood your mind. The weight and burden starts to press onto your chest. You are out of breath and you haven't even moved yet. You try to rise and face the day, but your body is betraying you. All the fear that you feel is outside your strength is decaying in you, but you are not weak. This is a sickness. Anyone can have it. So you get up to face it and try to knock it down like a bad habit. 
but it's not easy. The energy you spent just to get out of bed makes you tired for the whole day. You could have slept two or ten hours, it doesn't matter either way. You're exhausted. Every step you take is a mission. You're alone in your mind, no one else is in there like you're charging for admission to something that's supposed to be free. You want to enjoy life like the people around you and show them what you can be. But it's a constant battle between you and the cloud. It's a quiet battle, not a sound. You don't show anyone you're fighting it. You appear to be content. Meanwhile, the weight on your chest is heavier than a million pounds of cement. No one knows this about you, because if they did, you'd feel embarrassed. It's an everyday battle, there's no days off, it goes around and around a wheel like Ferris. You are lost. The ground you stand on is wavering. You think about escaping this life. Your breathing is laboring. You think you are alone. You feel alone. You are not alone. You are never alone. Bell, let's talk about the stigma. Bell, let's talk about the problems. Bell, let's talk about what we can do. Bell, let's talk about me. And Bell, let's talk about you. See, I've suffered too. Depression hit me out of nowhere. I shielded myself from the grieving that I needed for two full years. My body was tired of fighting. No longer could I hold back the tears. I was lost for a while, but I got through it with someone to talk to. Every now and again, it comes back around and it hits like a tidal wave. The visions begin to haunt me too, but I remain brave. I remember that I am not alone, and there are others out there. No one should ever feel like they can't get help because that isn't fair. We're talking about everyday people. They are not outliers. One in five Canadian. I'm not talking about the tires. One in five Canadian people suffer from mental illness at some point in their life. It could be you, your father, mother, sister, or your wife. One day, maybe it's your daughter or son. Will you be educated to tell them that they will be alright? That they have someone to talk to? That through the darkness there is always light? There are so many different types of mental illness, it's not just clinical. Stop being so cynical. Become educated. Ignorance is the biggest problem and it's a bad one. And the first step to solving a problem is admitting we have one. So end the stigma and fight to add your voice. Mental illness is a sickness, not a weakness or a choice. It's imperative that we are ready to listen when others are ready to speak. So join the conversation and remember, you are not weak. How many people do I hear on here apologising for not coming on? Apologising for not coming on. Is it your business? Possibly not. Are you being paid to come here? Possibly not. Do you have a life? Hopefully yes. Do you have children? Maybe. Do you have other things to do? Yes, possibly. Do you have to be on here? No, I would suggest not. Do you love yourself? I don't know. Do you have self-worth? I don't know. Well, I have a suggestion. I would suggest that unless you are supporting people who are dying on this application and need you to absolutely be here, you do not need to apologise to anybody. I do not apologise for not being here. I do not apologise for not favouriting people. I do not apologise for not doing things. Why would I need to apologise when I have not done anything wrong? If I have hurt somebody... Maybe I will need to apologise. If I attack somebody, maybe I will need to apologise. But apologising for missing things, for not editing things and things like that, may I suggest to you, people, you have no reason whatsoever to have to apologise other than to yourself. It's like hashtag self-worth, hashtag self-love, hashtag authentic, hashtag community. What a testing couple of days is all I can say. And these things happen at the end of the day. This is mental health. Mental health um, does not discriminate. It does not understand timings. It does not understand, you know, oh, but I'm having a good time. Let's just plod on kind of thing. It just comes and... Well, it's there sort of every day, but there are greater difficulties. And in the last couple of days, I've absolutely been triggered by something. And so I tend to step back a little bit and try and find where the trigger has come from. If you can find where the trigger has come from, then you can look. Or I look at the universe is sending me a message to go and find something or go and work on something. I know that I've had to discuss some parts of trauma in the last couple of days in relation to therapy so that can can open up things but it just shows that there's other things to work on and 
it's a lifelong thing for me, a lifelong learning. Lots of things to work on. Plus, I've had an extra eight months of trauma in prison that I now have to deal with as well. So every day is a learning. And as I say, there isn't any failure. Somebody's telling you that you need to work on something. It's fine to go and do what you need to do kind of thing. Call up the friend that you want to speak to. Um, and um, absolutely go and work on yourself. You are number one. Work on yourself, get yourself in the best place. Other things will flow from there. I was thinking earlier today, when I was in, um, I don't know, quite an angry and destructive place with struggles, with, with, with life, mental health, people reacting to things and all that lot. And I used to be very reactive to people pushing buttons. They'd push buttons because they knew which buttons to push. And I would react in a very negative way, especially on social media. And then I got to thinking today, um, and I've seen some of it on here already, um, the amount of energy it can take for somebody to sit there and, have, and, and try to think of ways to upset somebody or hurt somebody. It explains to me absolutely everything every reason why i need to keep going on the on the good path and send the love to these people and be in a good place and work on myself and shield myself from it um and i embrace it in fact maria taught me on here that uh, criticism and things like that are always an opportunity they're an opportunity to learn and grow and it's it's awesome uh it can you know it can all come my way and you know, the buttons aren't there anymore, Carmen, but I often wondered where, what point was I, or what level, or what lowness was there in my life, what little self-worth, what I had about myself, what little love I had to, to sit there and each day and want to go into social media or certain places and create fake accounts, uh, running around telling stories to people, sending messages. What it must take a lot of energy and a lot of negative energy when then people could be like me, they could be uh, embracing love, could be happy in their life. And I've got many reasons not to be happy at the moment, but I'm not, you know what I mean? There's struggles, but uh, it's great to be able to stand back and see people, see what they're doing, kind of thing, and, and absolutely see it coming. And I can absolutely see these people. And uh, I want to send you so much love and hope that you can get the help that you need, speak to the people you need to see, maybe work on your own life, uh, see the love, grow the self-worth within. Because here's the thing, you see, the people I'm surrounded by, the people that support me who have high self-worth, absolutely want to raise people. They don't want to bring anybody down, they don't want to hurt anybody, they don't want to destroy anybody. They don't want to see people in pain. No matter what they've done, they don't want to see that. They want to see people grow. They want to see people win. They want to see people do better. They want to empower people. You know, better, 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 better. Send out the love and positivity in the world so it comes back again. So, so much energy. So much time and energy on people wanting to, to do these things. And you know, and like I said, I've been there. I've done it in the past. I've been in a horrible place hurt people, uh, been hurt by people, we continue to be hurt by a number of people. And that's that's okay. That's if, if they want to put their energy and efforts and time and love into that, maybe, you know, might be better to put it into a hobby or themselves or look at themselves because, you know, a lot of, uh, I guess, online bullies and drama people uh, look look for drama they love drama they enjoy it they embrace it it's it's a buzz it's a pull whereas for me it's it's not it's uh yeah it's just about sending love send love to these people that's what we need to do Imagine there was an initiative 
based solely on human communication. The need for translation is evident. The minds are intelligent, but there still is a stigma. It doesn't matter how smart you are, how long or what you studied. It doesn't matter if you're an introvert or extrovert with lots of friends and buddies. It doesn't matter if you're strong physically or even mentally because that can always change. Sometimes it's a chemical imbalance and that doesn't make it strange. Sometimes it's a tragic event that pushes you to the brink. Sometimes you can no longer get rid of it by getting out on the rink. Sometimes this cloud that follows you around allows no sunlight in. It almost acts as a barrier between you and any joy in life and you feel like you can never win. At the very least, this cloud of mental illness is following someone close to you. So take a second and let's step into their shoes. Imagine you wake up in the morning and for a split second you feel fine and the images flood your mind. The weight and burden starts to press onto your chest. You are out of breath and you haven't even moved yet. You try to rise and face the day, but your body is betraying you. All the fear that you feel is outside your strength is decaying in you, but you are not weak. This is a sickness, anyone can have it. So you get up to face it and try to knock it down like a bad habit. But it's not easy. The energy you spent just to get out of bed makes you tired for the whole day. You could have slept two or ten hours, it doesn't matter either way. You're exhausted. Every step you take is a mission. You're alone in your mind, no one else is in there like you're charging for admission to something that's supposed to be free. You want to enjoy life like the people around you and show them what you can be. But it's a constant battle between you and the cloud. It's a quiet battle, not a sound. You don't show anyone you're fighting it. You appear to be content. Meanwhile, the weight on your chest is heavier than a million pounds of cement. No one knows this about you, because if they did, you'd feel embarrassed. It's an everyday battle. There's no days off. It goes around and around a wheel like Ferris. You are lost. The ground you stand on is wavering. You think about escaping this life. Your breathing is laboring. You think you are alone. You feel alone. You are not alone. You are never alone. Bell, let's talk about the stigma. Bell, let's talk about the problems. Bell, let's talk about what we can do. Bell, let's talk about me. And Bell, let's talk about you. See, I've suffered too. Depression hit me out of nowhere. I shielded myself from the grieving that I needed for two full years. My body was tired of fighting. No longer could I hold back the tears. I was lost for a while, but I got through it with someone to talk to. Every now and again, it comes back around and it hits like a tidal wave. The visions begin to haunt me too, but I remain brave. I remember that I am not alone, and there are others out there. No one should ever feel like they can't get help because that isn't fair. We're talking about everyday people. They are not outliers. One in five Canadian, I'm not talking about the tires. One in five Canadian people suffer from mental illness at some point in their life. It could be you, your father, mother, sister, or your wife. One day, maybe it's your daughter or son. Will you be educated to tell them that they will be all right? That they have someone to talk to? That through the darkness, there was always light? There are so many different types of mental illness, it's not just clinical. Stop being so cynical, become educated. Ignorance is the biggest problem and it's a bad one. And the first step to solving a problem is admitting we have one. So end the stigma and fight to add your voice. Mental illness is a sickness, not a weakness or a choice. It's imperative that we are ready to listen when others are ready to speak. So join the conversation and remember, you are not weak.